England are in Bangladesh for the first time since 2016. They'll play three one-day internationals and three T20s, and this is a juicy series. Bangladesh have been a fort at home, especially in the one-day format, but a series win against England still evades them. Can they do it this time? I'm Roshan Allen, and this is the Bangla Cricket Podcast. Joining me today is Saif Ahmed, someone who I have wanted to get on this podcast for a very long time. He is a social media superstar. He runs the accounts of BPL Team Rungpur Riders. He runs the Bangla Tigers in the Abu Dhabi T10 League. He runs his own page. Stories and Saif is one of the most followed Facebook pages in Bangladesh cricket. Recently joined Twitter, already verified. Saif, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And we were speaking just before we started recording. You and I came within five metres of meeting during the BPL. I was at the Rungpur Kulma game in Chattagram and I saw a young lad, I saw him on his phone. I was like, is it Saif? Is it not Saif? And I wasn't sure and I didn't have the confidence to go and go, he's Saif, I'm Renshaw. And so I was so sad that we didn't meet in person by five metres yeah, yeah, I know it happens. Sometimes you think that that this person is someone, but actually is not. And then that awkward interaction, uh, everyone gets scared of. We're here today to look ahead at England's tour of Bangladesh. Very quick tour, two weeks, um, three one-day internationals and three T20 internationals. I mean, is there a lot of excitement that England, one of the big boys of international cricket, are coming to Bangladesh? Yeah, that's for sure, because after a long time, England is coming uh, to tour Bangladesh. And another thing is, I think the most talking point is that uh, out of the last 14 ODI series, Bangladesh won 13 at home. The only time they lost, it's against England. So I think Bangladesh will take this challenge very And all these talks that England are taking all three formats, like they are playing all three formats very aggressively. But in Bangladesh, the England will also face a challenge because the wickets are very tricky. So it will be very interesting battle that if England can uh, continue their attacking approach and play here in Bangladesh where the wickets are tricky. So overall, I think the both the formats ODI and T20 will be a very interesting battle to watch out for. Yeah, you, you speak about um, England being the, the, I guess, almost the last team that Bangladesh haven't beaten at home. I think I think we've pretty much beaten every other team in in certain yeah. cricket. Um, and that last series was 2016. Um, and I remember it being really close, actually. I think the first match, England won by only 20-odd runs. I think it was yeah, it was Bangladesh match to win, but they choked in the end, sadly. And and I remember Ben Stokes got his maiden 100. So I, I'm actually, we'll talk about the kind of the squads in a moment, but I'm genuinely sad that Ben Stokes isn't returning to... To Bangladesh because obviously he got his maiden, I think it was made in ODI century during that series. And then obviously later in the tour, Bangladesh got that historic win, uh, test win uh, in Dhaka in the test match by 118 runs. So yeah, England coming to Bangladesh, I think is, for me as a cricket fan living in England, it's it's the kind of cherry on top of international cricket. Um, let's start by talking about the Bangladesh squad. I feel that there'll be a lot of people listening to this podcast who don't follow Bangladesh cricket, but because England are touring, they will listen to they'll listen to us as their research ahead of the series. I think so. Let's talk about the Bangladesh squad. Um, the BCB have announced the squad for the first two one-day internationals. So these are the ones that are happening in Dhaka. Presumably, they'll they'll reevaluate ahead of the third one, which is in Chattagram. For you, any real surprises in that team? I mean, if we go through the the the, the, the lineup, obviously Tamim Iqbal will return as captain, having missed the India series. Um, 
lit on Dars, I feel, is in the form of his life at the moment. And, you know, he led the team in that India series to a series win. He had a good BPL. He looked amazing in that practice match the other day. I feel that Lytton Dars is, is peaking at just the right time. Just the right time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lytton, uh, uh, unfortunately, the world, this is the World Cup year. And uh, in the past two years, uh, Bangladesh played two T20 World Cups. So overall, Lytton has, uh, in current form, is very good at the moment. And especially, he's always a classy batsman. And he's a kind of batsman every team will die for to have in the ODI uh, format. So it's a good sign overall. And I think it will be a tough challenge for him. And I think he will happily take it against the English fast bowlers. Especially, I am eager to see the battle with him against Jofra Archer. That is going to be a fascinating battle. Do you think we will open with him? Like for me, Litton is an opener, but I know we've seen, seen some experimentation with him, especially when he keeps wicket, he can come down a little bit further down the order. But looking at the rest of that squad, I can't think of anyone else who would open alongside Tommy Mingwan. It's got to be Tommy Mingwan, Litton too, surely. Yeah, I think uh, this combination will be the perfect uh, Tamim and Litton. But the interesting factor is that this series will also be uh, the uh, journey 2.0 for Chandik Hathor Singh. So I think he won't experiment much uh, as the series is very crucial and against a side like England. So I think he will also favor uh, Litton and Tamim as openers. So let's see. Fingers crossed. You, you just touched upon something there we should talk about. Um, it's the second uh, stint for Chandika Hathirasinghe as Bangladesh's head coach. He coached us successfully for a couple of years and then he left us to go to uh, coach Sri Lanka. We should touch upon that that in a moment. Um, in terms of the rest of the squad, for me, like the BPL is the most recent sort of big high-profile tournament in Bangladesh to have happened. And I think some of the one-day squad has been influenced by performances Namely for me, Nazmul Hussain Shanta, who I did not expect to see him at the, at the top of the, the, the run take getters in the, in the BPL because he had a phenomenal tournament. And, you know, for me, I think when he started playing international cricket, I was a bit cynical. I was like, somebody is favouring him because his performances weren't particularly strong. And then there have been a couple of centuries. And again, he's another player who is just peaking at the right time. Is he our number three in this series? Uh, I think... Uh, Shanto, uh, if you ask me, I think Shanto is a better ODI player than, a, in, than in T20 any day. And our selectors have a tendency to play, select players based on one format, based the, on the performance of one format. And, and then, then another. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but overall, I think Shanto deserves a chance in the ODI team. But I think the way he performed in BPL, I think uh, the selectors will surely pick him in the T20 squad as well. But as uh, he's in good touch and he is a preferable ODI batsman more than the T20. So I think it's okay to select him in the squad. And he might even get a chance. It will be tough as Shaki might also bat in one down. So it will be tough, but I think he's a he will be a good option. I was going to say, it's a very like strong batting lineup. I always find that when... Because I think our test team is very different now with retirements and such. I think our T20 team is very different again with retirements and such. But... There's a, a kind of familiarity with the one-day squad when you look and you see Shaki, Mushfik, uh, Marmadullah, Mehdi, Mustafiz, Tuscan, all kind of in the lineup. So I think it's a very experienced Bangladesh team who are going to take on England. Um, 
I just want to speak to you about the bowlers who've been picked. You know, Ebola finds himself in the one-day team. I mean, it, 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 he's been an exciting player for a long time now. And is it? Do you think he, he's he's ready for the one-day format? Yeah, I think he's uh, perfectly ready because uh, if we see that uh, he's one of those bowlers that BCB, the coaches and the overall team has been investing a lot on him since the last uh, few years. Especially they started him uh, with in-test cricket, in red ball cricket. And then slowly he started to give some results. Last uh, In last one year, he has been very good. And uh, I think this is the right uh, right time to draft him into the white ball cricket as well. I think he's getting matured and he's one of those bowlers that who works really hard. I have seen him this time also in BPL. I have also talked with him. His uh, personality is very good and I think he will be a good prospect in white ball cricket soon as well. And then I, 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 we need to talk about Palhid Thridhar who had a brilliant BPL. Um, obviously the stats are there. He was a very impressive performer but what impressed me the most was he, he obviously got injured halfway through the BPL and I think what really impressed me was I think he had maybe two games after injury which were low scoring but his return to form post injury was so impressive it was it hard to ignore him wasn't it and again T20 format but is he it, it feels like a good call for the one day team or to be in it very at the very least in the squad yeah uh, first of all as you were talking that uh, many even in my page or in the surroundings I've heard that many people were worried that uh, after getting injured, though he will lose his form and he won't get runs. And he only played bad in a couple of matches, but then started performing again. And about the selection, as I was saying just a while ago, that the selectors have a tendency to select players based on uh, one format and then select in another format. But for the first time, I am happy with the decision actually to select him in the ODI squad. Why? Uh, because uh, he recently also performed in BCL. And... Tohid Ridha actually got the limelight definitely from under-19. But then after the under-19 World Cup, he performed in a home series against Sri Lanka. He became the first under-19 batsman to score three hundreds in a row. So, uh, and overall, uh, as so far as I have saw him, uh, he's one who loves to take time to sit at the crease. He has a very good rotation. He rotates and running between the wickets is very good. And then after he... Uh, manages to get set, he starts to play a bit aggressive. So we in modern cricket we need one of those batsmen who takes time but not so not that much to get set at the crease and then starts to hit. And the most important thing is consistency. He's one of those who performed consistently in, in one day uh, while playing for under 19. So I think it's overall I think it will be tough for him to get selected in the playing eleven as we have a good top order and a settled mid order. But if he gets chance, I think it will be a tough challenge as it's a very difficult to make your international debut against bowlers like England. But let's see, if he gets chance, I think he will be able to utilise it properly. And I was looking at the squad. Um, there's, there's, you know, you've got very good fast bowling selections in there. Hassan Mahmoud, obviously we spoke about, about uh, Tuskins in, in you know great form. I'm trying to guess what type of pictures and what type of wickets we're going to see in this tournament. Because if I was the BCB, I'd be saying, let's give England a trial by spin. Let's guarantee the series win. But I know that Bangladesh in recent times have tried to be less reliant on spinners to win matches. And, you know, one of the big criticisms was the fact that we could win at home, but we couldn't win away. And the solution to that was seen as having, uh, you know, more pace-friendly pictures in Bangladesh. 
what sort of pictures should England expect in Bangladesh? Is it going to be trial by spin, or are Bangladesh going to show their confidence in their pace balls? What do you think? What, what are you expecting from these pitches? Uh, so this debate got actually more interesting after the first interview of Hathru Singhe, where he got a bit uh, aggressive when one of those uh, journalists asked that uh, what kind of pitches there will be and if uh, Bangladesh will be taking advantage of the pitch conditions and it will it be the spinning track. So uh, as far as Hathru Singh's answer, answer is concerned, I think he will love to take the advantages uh, spinning tracks. So uh, I think according to my choice, I think it will be a kind of slow wickets in ODI. It will be a good uh, sporting wicket in the ODI format, but I think the wickets will be a bit slow in the T20 format because I think if only if Bangladesh would want to take the full advantage, I think they know the only way to uh, win in T20 format against England will be slow pitches because they will be uh, destructive in the uh, T20 format if pitches will be of uh, a flat wicket or sporting wicket. So I think let's see, but I think in I hope also I predict that in the ODI cricket the wickets will be a bit flat because uh, even. Uh, the World Cup, the 2023 World Cup will be in India, but I'm sure that only one or two uh, wickets uh, will be a spinning track other than everything will be sporting wicket. Because in ICC tournaments, you can't use wickets like spinning tracks because otherwise the ICC it's, will... It's not entertaining, is it? You want high-scoring yeah. matches. Yeah, so it, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's the same situation we were in during, that, during the Australia and New Zealand T20 series. We could go for very slow spinning, dusty tracks, which would guarantee a series win, but yeah. there was almost no benefit in, in, in the long term or for the forthcoming World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see because I think it, it's a hard one to call, you know, I think using home yeah, advantage is the right thing to do. And also, as far as for Bangladesh is concerned, I think and I hope Bangladesh will take some lesson because even last year they did a huge mistake by playing in slow tracks in the in at home against Australia and New Zealand. And the result was there to see. We did horribly well in the in that T20 World Cup. So I think at least for ODI, as we don't have currently this no T20 World Cup this year, but at least we have a massive ODI World Cup this year. So I hope at least we will have sporting wickets in the ODI series so we can have a good uh, battle between the bat and ball. So two more things that I'd like to speak to you about today. Um, we'll talk about the return of uh, Hathra Zinga as head coach and also this explosive interview by the BCB um, chairman uh, that, that that was released today at the time of recording. Very quickly, though, um, just to the, about the England squad. Obviously, you want big players to come and tour. Is, what's the reaction been like about the England players that are coming? Is it is there still excitement or is there disappointment that, you know, your Ben Stokes or Harry Brockley Stones aren't? coming on the tour because they've been in New Zealand recently. Is, is there, I guess in 2016, players dropped out because of the security fears. This time around, obviously, England looking at rotation. Um, are these exciting sports for, for Bangladesh cricket fans? No, I think uh, it's still, it would, still will be a very difficult battle. And I think there is no disappointment either from the fans or the players because we only, uh, most of the people appreciate only India's backup option like we say india has b team india has c team even they can be top teams but if you look at england they have very 
proper uh, fast bowling options and even top order they have even good t20 batsmen backup options so i think the current squad has all the ability to beat bangladesh or even any top team so i think there is no regret even bangladesh will be uh, trying their best to give it their all but i think it won't be an easy battle at all even if there is no ben stokes and uh, rest of the other two three couple of players I think uh, Alex Sills and a couple of other players would have come, but they preferred PSL. No, I think even if it was a battle against other teams, they would have Alex preferred Hanel's PSL. Alex dropped out of the last tour in 2016 over safety concerns as well. So it's a shame because I would love to see him. You know, he was, um, well, he was like, I think England's second highest run scorer in the last T20 World Cup. And I'd love to have seen him in the T20 series, but you're right, he's chosen to see you know, uh, other commitments over. Um, we need to speak about um, the return of. Hathra Singer as head coach, so obviously had a first in a, a, a while ago. I think he left in, um, I want to say a couple of years back, maybe. Um, and he's now returned as Bangladesh's head coach. And it's an interesting one because he got results. He was, you know, very, very, after maybe Dav Watmore, probably one of, like, you know, statistically, possibly one of Bangladesh's most successful coaches. And for me, yeah, like, maybe after Dav Watmore, probably one of my favourite coaches in terms of results. But his last tenure ended with a lot of controversy, stories of rifts between players, um, senior players' disagreements, that kind of thing. And so it's interesting to see that B- the BCP have gone back to, to him as a head coach. Um, and I understand that conversations were had with the senior players about him coming back. And a lot of the players who he, he, he allegedly had disagreements with were still keen on him returning as head coach. I mean, he had his first press conference this week. Was it a fiery affair? Because I feel like he wasn't the most popular person even with the press. Was it Was it quite a fiery affair? Yeah, not that fiery, but uh, how our journalists are, they want some controversy, so they ask questions like that. But I think Hathur Singh answered it quite well, and it was quite polite. He was not offended, neither he offended in. He Even uh, there was a silly question like, if Mashafi will be back in the ODI team. So he answered that I don't think he's playing at the moment. I think it's fair enough. He handled it pretty well. Very diplomatically handled. Um, and then we should talk about this this interview. So Nazmul Hassan Popol has given an interview to Quickbuzz. Um, and I mean, it's, it's caused headlines because, you know, Popol is very always very honest, isn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't hide back. He doesn't do diplomatic sentences. He just says what's on his mind. And there's a couple of things. I mean, it's, I'd, I'd urge anyone listening to this now to go and Google the Crick Buzz article because he talks about Domingo, he talks about falling out. So I think the bit that's caused a lot of headlines is, I guess, what they call an open secret in Bangladesh cricket about this this falling out between Shakib and Tamim. Um, and he acknowledges it. He, he 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 doesn't deny it. He doesn't say, oh, you know, plays all of that positive. He, he just says, I've spoken to both of them. They say they stay off the phone. I mean, what an interview. What were your thoughts on reading it? So honestly, about the rift between Shakib and Tamim, the people who follow Bangladesh cricket very closely, for example, you, me, and some, and the reporters and the fans, the so there are very passionate fans who follow Bangladesh cricket very closely. They actually know, they actually understand. They doesn't know, but they observe and they know that there is a rift going on between the two big superstars of Bangladesh. It's quite evident. If you follow the people who follow, it's quite evident that everyone knows it quite well. And it has been more than a couple of years. Now it's quite evident and people can see it very easily. So I think it was not 
quite a uh, good step at all for the BCB president to reveal it loud uh, in an interview because once the BCB president, the our board president says it loud, it, it will be a massive chaos even not from the fans, nor even in the dressing room of the national team because everyone knows there is a rift but uh, it, it's also true that Zakib and Tamim are professional cricketers so they are for the sake of professionalism, they are not doing anything that is harming the uh, Bangladesh cricket. So even if you if you notice uh, in the South Africa series uh, in two zero two two where we won our historic ODI series win in South Africa for the first time, mm-hmm. most of the fans will never believe that even at that time Sakib and Tamim was not in good terms. You remember Tamim hit the winning runs and then hugged Sakib. They yeah. were all smiling, celebrating. But even no one knows that actually the problem was still there. There was still clash between them. But as it's in the uh, in the pitch inside inside the game, you forget everything. You maintain professionalism, and that's how it is. But the thing is, it's true that the, there is rift. That the BCB president didn't say anything by his own. He didn't create any controversy. But the problem is, as a president, you don't say it loudly especially a week just before our massive yeah it's such a distraction and there is always without fail i call it affectionately i call it the sucky sideshow there's always something happening on the side that takes the attention away from the cricket and and a week away less than a week away from one of our most major home series of the year you know our first major series of the we didn't need and yeah, the the funny thing is, it's not something that it's like a baking news. It's been there. The problem is there it's since been last secret, yeah. at least three years. Print site. I can't yeah. go for that, but it's it's confirmed in writing. It's one thing to have rumors, like there's loads of rumors in cricket, and people 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 talk about it. The fans talk about it, but just it's it's been long two three years. That's why no one talks it loudly. But now, as BCB president. Uh, told it in an interview and that in an international platform so now it's a news like it just happened a week ago or so now it feels like a breaking news so the i think the problems or the reaction in the dressing room will be different now so i, I think it's not a brave move at all i was gonna ask do you think it's going to affect the mood in the dressing room the atmosphere in the dressing room even the relationship between the two players do you think it being such public news, I mean, they're likely to be asked about it a bit more, I think. They're more likely to be aware that people are talking about it. And that, I mean, that, that, that can affect two of your most important plays into this series. The timing of it is awful. I'm very used to um, Bangladesh cricket politics playing out in the public eye. I'm used to it. And, you know, I, I live in England. I'm used to official press releases, things being diplomatic, things being kind of sorted out behind closed doors. But yeah, I just I just hope that it doesn't affect both Tammy or Shakib's morale, uh, mental state, or even concentration and focus on the series. And I hope it doesn't. They both said it won't. But of course, as soon as it's public news, it, it, it it's out there in the public forum. You don't know how you're going to react to that. Uh, think about Hathra Singh a bit. He just came. He just arrived here. He already have a past controversy that he is not in good terms with the senior players. And now as there is a breaking news, uh, Hathra Singh will feel the pressure for you that he has to fix them, the their relationship, which is uh, not possible at the moment. But he will feel the pressure that 
as media knows, as the fans knows, as everyone will feel like it's now a breaking news that it just happened just right now that Sakib and Tamim are not in good terms. So the coach will also feel pressure. So he has a big responsibility to do now. He already had a big responsibility to change the dressing room to change the atmosphere of the dressing room. But unfortunately, BCB president has increased his problems more. It's, it's become, it's made a tough job harder. Let me get your predictions for, for the series then. Um, three one-day internationals, three T20s. Let's go. Let's start with one-dayers. So this is Bangladesh's favourite format, though, their strongest format. I'm an optimist, so I'm happy to go. You know I'm going to say Bangladesh is going to be ill. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I know that's optimistic. I know that's some people might say unrealistic, but if you're a Bangladesh fan, you train yourself to be optimistic. What do you, What do you think is going to happen in this series? I will be optimistic as well. And this time, I hope and I feel I really feel that this time it will be two one this time around. But also this time in favor of us. I think Bangladesh will win the series two one. The only thing uh, you know I fear about is Bangladesh sometimes face a bit of trouble. To shift gears, they played all the players play T20 cricket for the last 40 days at more than one month. I think it, it would have been a good option if the T20 series was the beginning and then the ODI series. I think it will be a, a bit difficult for them to shift gears, but I think uh, as the after the environment changes, they will play a couple of overs or they understand the format again in, in white ball cricket. A lot of the BPL was low scoring, lack of big hitting. They played a lot of the BPL in one day format. The, the, the half century I saw Tamim score was a one day half century in a BPL match. So I kind of, I'm hoping the gear shifter won't be too much. I feel if they play the start, yeah. if they played in the BPL, they'll be just fine. Yeah. I'm less optimistic for the T20 series. I just don't think, I just think England are too good at T20 cricket. I just think they're too good. Yeah, I feel that too. For for me, England are favourites in the T20 format, but it all depends on how the wickets will be. If the wickets are completely exactly like the Australia and New Zealand one, it will be tough for England to adjust on it. And I think then it will be Bangladesh will be the favourites. So let's see. It all depends on the tracks actually. Even if, if there is slow tracks in the ODI series, still England have a pretty good chance to win. But in uh, in slow tracks in T20 format, it would be difficult for England. Right, great predictions, and um, I think a, a very quick but very exciting series ahead. Side, so, thank you so much for joining me on the Bundle Cricket Podcast. I've wanted to connect with you for a very long time, so I'm so pleased that we've finally been able to do it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to join. And inshallah, uh, the moment you will be back in Bangladesh this time, this time we will surely meet. Next time I'll walk over to you, absolutely. And thank you for listening to the Bungle Cricket Podcast. Um, if you are listening to this, let me know where in the world I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media, get in touch and spread the word about the, the podcast and join this this sort of brilliant cricket fan community that we, we've created. And I'll see you for the next one very soon.